Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Do you feel invisible? Like when you walk into a room, do you think that people notice everyone else but you? And do you wonder like why others don't seem to see or hear you? Or maybe you just don't even like attention drawn to you. You know, you could be the kind of person who just always felt this way and you call yourself an introvert or maybe you've been really shy. It also could be that there's just a time in your life now when you feel shy or you feel like you're invisible because people aren't noticing you anymore. Maybe you've gotten older and you think it's that. Whatever the reason is, do you ever think that it might be because you yourself are treating you that way? So, You think you're invisible, therefore you are. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. Of course, I'm going to throw myself under the bus, as I always do. I haven't talked about my divorce in a while, so I feel like you miss me. Um, Before my divorce, okay, I was a pretty active person. I've said this before. I enjoyed socializing. I never remember feeling invisible because I had my confidence. I had a relationship. I was married. I had my youth about me. Everything was going great. So visibility was easy for me. Then after the marriage ended and I went through my dark period, it was like I became invisible overnight. I kid you not. I just remember waking up one day and it was as if my black clothes acted as a magic cloak that hid me from the world. Now, too bad I couldn't use this power to my advantage as like a cartoon heroine. I should have probably worn the black cloak to win the lottery or something or save people from dangerous situations, but no. Instead, I used my black clothes and negative mindset to create a hypothesis in my head that no one noticed me and that I was unlovable. So I used the magic that way and I made it true. So for the longest time, I would walk in a room and guys would not notice me or approach me. I remember even like women friends didn't really include me in activities or festivities. I felt used a lot by my friends, always giving, not receiving. And in my head, I remember thinking, well, I'm just too old to be attractive. Jeez, like when I think about that, I I wish I could only be that old again now, but back then I really felt like I was too old. I also remember thinking I was too inexperienced and it was ridiculous to be sexy as a single mom. Like a single mom shouldn't be flirting. And honestly, I didn't even remember at that point how to flirt. But the truth was, is that I had created my own reality. I was invisible because I thought of myself as invisible. The magic cloak was really just a protective shield hiding from what I feared. And it wasn't until I took off that cloak that I bought that red dress that I often talk about, reprogrammed my mindset, changed my perspective, and started putting myself out there is when I finally, finally got used to being seen. And that's because I embraced it. I And then I actually sought 
after it, but I needed the tools and the practice in order to get used to not being invisible any longer and then actually like it, that I actually found it in a healthy way rewarding. Because if you feel invisible, you are contributing to making yourself that way, but you can overcome it. Hiding is a way of protecting yourself from fear, rejection, not feeling good enough, feeling incapable. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And it's important to allow yourself to be seen and heard so that you are creating opportunity to meet someone and that the relationship ultimately is reciprocal. Because here's the thing, when you don't show up, and let's say that you even meet someone with your cloak on, which happens all the time you might be attracting then the lopsided partners who take advantage of your invisibility. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're like, Kim, look, I mean, maybe this applies to some people, but I'm I'm just a true introvert. I've been told that. I've been really shy my whole life. No one has ever noticed me. It's just, it's just something I was born with. Or maybe you're thinking, Kim, I'm just too old and you don't understand. Like when you get to be 60, you'll understand what it's like because guys just like younger women. It's just a fact. Look, I have heard it all, ladies. <laughs> Believe me, trust me. And I believe that you believe that's true. But the reality is, is that you're making yourself right by staying that way, by playing out the label of being an introvert, by wearing an unflattering or drabby clothes that keeps you hidden so guys don't notice you because you think you're too old to wear something sexy, or walking around with closed body language with a dimmed light. I may sound a little harsh right now. It's only because I love you and because I want you to shine like all my clients. I've seen it over and over again. I've seen really depressed people, really shy people, people who've labeled themselves introverts, men, women over 70 becoming sexy and learning to turn their cab light on. And I know that can happen to you too. In fact, and this just happened this past weekend, I actually met with somebody who was 71 years old, okay? And when she first called me, she said, now, Kim, I want you to know that I'm not like your other clients. I'm 71. And I chuckled. I said, and your point is what? (laughs) I said, first of all, I I coached an 85-year-old not too long ago. I coached a 16-year-old. Like, to me, age is of no consequence. So she came out and she did a two-day weekend um, with me and we put her in more sexy clothes. And of course, I reprogrammed her mindset and just got her used to being seen because she often said too that she felt invisible, but she chalked it up to her age and where she lives. I just got an email from her this morning, hot off the press again. And she said, Kim, I just want to thank you. I got a couple compliments today saying how great I look. Plus, this married guy who's a longtime friend told me how great and sexy I look. It must be my attitude as I totally feel that way. And by the way, I want you to know that when we went shopping, there was this gorgeous dress that I put her in. And she was used to wearing either like really kind of conservative or like ballroom type dresses or just like pants and casual wear. So she didn't she didn't feel like it was her. She kept looking at herself in the mirror and she's like, "Kim, I'm just not feeling it. Like 
this just isn't me. And I said, well, that's because you don't think it's you, but it is you and you look amazing and feminine and gorgeous. And I think it's exactly something that you need to soften your look and your image. So I took a picture of her in it, even though she didn't buy it. And she went home and she showed her friends and she showed her man friends. And she got an overwhelming response of how feminine and gorgeous she looked. So then, of course, she texts me later and she said, "Uh, about that dress, Kim, can you make sure that they send that dress? I changed my mind. So she didn't think it was her. And I said that is exactly why she should buy it. And it worked. So that's the thing. You know, when you feel invisible, again, you are contributing to making yourself feel that way and be that way, but you can overcome it. So I want to go over with you five ways you are making yourself invisible. And then I'm going to give you some tips on how to overcome it. So definitely take your notes out. This is a juicy one. Okay. Number one, you're ignoring yourself. So do you often ignore your feelings? And when you feel anxious, depressed, hurt, angry, lonely, heartbroken, what do you do? Like, do you stay in your head? Do you you try to feel your feelings or do you skip over them? Do you judge yourself? Or do you turn to like addictive behaviors like food, alcohol, drugs, cigarettes, medication, and you just numb out? Do you turn to activities to also numb out? This could be TV. It could be shopping. It could be work. When you do these self-abandoning behaviors and numb out, you are actually telling yourself that you are not important, therefore not important to others. Think about it. How can others see you if you are suppressing or covering your true feelings? Because no one really knows what you're about. You're covering it up or you're numbing out. So what do you do about it? One exercise, and it's really powerful, I've done this with my clients, is to create a list of real-life examples to almost like debunk your own myths, right? So in order to fix your problem, you first have to understand it. Compile a list that includes moments in which you felt ignored by people. Like it could be something trivial like, I said hi and received no reply. Or it could be something more obvious like, you know, I attended a party and no one spoke to me. Try to describe these incidences in as much detail as you can. Then mark down your emotional reaction at that time and just kind of compare, like, you know, what understand the emotions that are associated with that. Determine also for yourself, how real is it? So is this the reality and is there a pattern on maybe the situations where you're going when it's happening or is this something that's self-induced? Like maybe when you're feeling insecure, therefore you make yourself invisible. You know, we often feel worse than what the reality is. And the other thing to do around this is practice that positive affirmation and really get into self-care. You know, tell yourself how confident you are. Tell yourself how amazing you are because your subconscious will believe you are confident if it is told often enough. And the opposite is true too, right? Like if you tell yourself that you're not enough or you're invisible, then guess what? You become it. 
So if you create a shrine to you, it could be like in your home, it could be in your office, where you're just like constantly reminding yourself all that you are rather than all that you're not. It really, then you will come from a more like empowered self so that you will actually stop ignoring you. And guess what? then others won't either. I'll give you a really um, specific example around this. Not too long ago, I worked with a woman. Um, she was getting so frustrated. And this this was definitely somebody who just kept ignoring herself and just placing all this emphasis on other people and going a mile a minute with her, you know, being a parent, her work life, everything. And she kept inviting this one friend to dinner, and the friend just kind of ignored her, like wouldn't respond to her texts, would become really kind of almost like apathetic. And for some reason, she kept inviting this person. So beyond doing like a cost-benefit analysis on this friendship, the first thing I told her is I said, you know, instead of just ignoring it and then getting really mad at her and doing these like passive aggressive behaviors once you see her, what if you actually told her how you felt when she doesn't respond? And it was like this foreign thing to her. She's like, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make waves and it's not that important. I said, well, if you're telling yourself it's not that important, then why do you think she should think it's important? You're not making it important. So guess what? She's not. So she kind of thought that I was right. And <laughs> so she did it. And, you know, the friend actually responded with huge apologies. She said, I had no idea I was hurting your feelings. I just like, I kept missing your text and then I got busy. But then, you know, from that point on, she never ignored that woman's text. And it's simply because she didn't like, you know, ignore it for herself. She made a point to let that person know that it was important. So that's number one. That's the first way that you might be invisible is that you're ignoring yourself. So therefore others are ignoring you. Second thing is that you're doing people pleasing and shape-shifting. Now you've heard me talk about this before. In fact, I had a whole podcast dedicated to this, but ask yourself, how this relates to you being invisible. Do you constantly take care of others' feelings and what they, you know, like you're interested more around what they like in order to please others or have people see or accept you? Are you focused on being nice to others and morphing yourself into what others want of you because you know that you can get them to like you or connect with you? Do you believe that if you give yourself up by putting yourself aside for others, that they will see you as a good person and then actually like you. Now, look, there is nothing wrong with being nice. I'm all for being nice. I consider myself pretty nice. But it's not nice when there's an agenda attached. If you're trying to gain others' approval by being nice, then your niceness is actually a form of control. And it will likely backfire. Most people don't like to be controlled. And they easily can pick up that energy when you have this controlling agenda, if you will. And so the result is actually the opposite of what you're wanting, right? Because people then will ignore you or withdraw from you. And so you are actually morphing yourself into what you think others want to see. But by doing that, you're remaining invisible. So you're actually wearing a mask so that people can't see the real you. 
So what do you do about it? Take the friggin' mask off. (laughs) Allow people to see the real you. Speak your truth. Set boundaries. Defend interests against others. I mean, you know, it's really tempting to sacrifice and compromise in order to promote that harmony that you're looking for. But it, you know, it's it's not good. But instead, pretend as if you're your own personal PR person, right? Be direct. And when you do that, like when you say no, people will respect that. Then people will know where you're coming from and you're and your true person. So if you're cold in a car, ask to turn the air down. When you like a movie and your date doesn't, talk about what you liked rather than agreeing with your date. Like these are the things that are real and congruent for you, not what you think the others want from you. I'll never forget, there was a woman I was shopping with, and this is on a small scale, but it was like a big problem. And I saw it leak out just when we were shopping together. Everything I picked out, she was agreeing with and said, okay, I'll I'll try. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Finally, I got so fed up because I knew like what was written on her face is that she didn't like it, but she was saying something else. Like I was reading her body language. And look, I'm all for people being open and I want you to be open with me when we're shopping because I do push you to limits of, you know, you stepping into clothes that maybe you haven't tried on before. However, she was doing it in a very people-pleasing way. So I finally showed her this really like ugly outfit. <laughs> And I said, oh my God, I need to have you try on this. And she's like, okay. I said, look, stop. Just stop. She goes, what? I said, I know you don't like this outfit and I don't either. So why are you agreeing with me? And she's like, oh, well, I just thought, you know, maybe, you know, you wanted me to try that on and I don't want you to get mad. I said, no, I'm getting more mad by you agreeing with me. (laughs) And it just kind of hit her, you know, I... I, I I did use a little tough love there, but it dawned on her that she just was doing that in her everyday life. She was doing that with relationships, with friends, even family members. And honestly, that's where it all started. But again, going back to that, you know, just that authenticity piece, when you when you are your true self, people respect you more, they feel you more. And guess what? You will be seen. So that's the second one, the people pleasing and the shape shifting. Number three. You are remaining invisible because you're accepting lopsided relationships and interactions. So, do you listen to others for hours, hoping that they ask you about something, right? But that hardly happens. And then there are those who like you to be that way because by ignoring yourself, then they can ignore you too. So, if you accept one way relationships, you're actually training people to ignore you. So when you listen too much, you don't share, you're making yourself invisible because then people don't hear you. You become mute and you don't advocate for yourself or take a stand for what you want. You instead might silently endure others' judgments and disrespectful behavior towards you, but you're training people again to not treat you with respect because you're not demanding more for yourself. Now, this is different. This may have hints of similarity to that last one, the people-pleasing and shape-shifting, but it's a little different. This, this dynamic is more like where 
you don't say anything at all. Like you'll divert, you know, not share anything about yourself. You'll, it's not that you change the answer. You just literally don't say anything at all so that you become this great audience, but not, you know, sharing anything about you. So here's something, a little hack of what to do. You know, first of all, don't discount your behavior and really take notice about patterns and how you act. For example, you know, are you comfortable speaking with people, but then, you know, you failed to leave a lasting impression? You know, are you experiencing anxiety when you start talking about yourself? So then you just suddenly shut down, you know, make notations about patterns and observe that and then set personal goals accordingly. Challenge yourself. Challenge yourself the next time that you're out to share more about yourself in the form of telling stories or, you know, I just um, coached somebody not too long ago. She couldn't hear me saying that. You know, I said, you know, start sharing things earlier in conversations. Like you're waiting too long for people to ask you about you. And then it's too late. So, you know, the, the people who are takers will just kind of monopolize the conversation and go on and on and on. And the ones who are normal, who are wanting more from you, actually become uncomfortable because you're not doing anything. So I told her, think about it as contributing to a conversation. And it was like a light bulb went off because as a caretaker, she could hear that. And she said, I can do that. I can contribute. I said, yeah, because when you don't share, you're not contributing anything. So if that's you, think of it in terms of that. Contribution is huge when it comes to relationships and conversations. Okay. The fourth reason why, like how you're remaining invisible is, of course, you know, I'm going to go here. You're hiding in your clothes. (laughs) So you're wearing dark, drabby, unstylish clothes. Maybe, you know, you're not wanting to stand out. So you wear things that are more comfortable that won't draw attention to yourself. And you wouldn't be caught dead in something red or hot pink because you think it's not you or it's too loud. So I talk about this a lot, right? And you know, what to do is pretty obvious. Do wear things and practice wearing things that are outside the box for you. So, you know, even if you have to think of it as a costume, so be it. And actually, I I tell people that's the first step all the time. If you're not comfortable wearing a sexier dress, then just, you know, lay it out on the bed and and think about it like it's Halloween that night and say, okay, well, I'm going to dress up as a dating person and I'm going to dress up as a sexy person. And you can almost like distance yourself from it so that you don't get all like in your head about it or anxious put on that costume, go to the party in that bright red dress and just start seeing the reactions people have and note at the same time your emotions around it. Because here's the thing, you might think that by wearing something, you're bringing too much attention to yourself, but then you're feeling bad that you're so invisible. Well, you're putting on the cloak. Like you're the one that's wearing the invisible clothes. So the only way that you're going to get out of that is to practice wearing something that puts yourself out there in a different way than you're used to. So, you know, if you think you can't wear heels, then just try, 
and, and try it on for size and walk around. This one woman um, I was working with recently, she said, Kim, I, I've never worn heels. Well, first of all, I had a hip replacement, so I couldn't, but now I can. I just don't think I'll be comfortable and I think I'll be awkward. I said, well, of course you're going to be awkward in it at first because you you haven't worn them forever, if, if at all. So just know that you will be awkward at first. But the other reality is, is that you haven't tried the heels on that are out there now. I mean, there's some ladies, there are some great heels out there. They're chunky heels that have platforms are really still sexy. Give you, it gives you a little lift, but they're more comfortable. So I picked out this pair that were, they're super hot. They had, um, kind of like, um, I don't know if you can envision this, but it was a chunky heel and it had a little bit of like a grip on it with, these black straps that went across her foot. So this, this strappiness caused the sex appeal, right? She tried, she tried it on and she was so scared to stand up and she stood up and she's like, Oh my God, actually, Kim, you're right. These are so comfortable. And so she was walking around and I could see her gaining the confidence. And then when I saw her a week later, she's like, Kim, I never take these off now. These are fantastic. And I really do feel different. So you can make a statement, you know, with your clothing choices, but you got to try it on for size. You know, don't just make these hypotheses that you can't wear it. You know, you can pick a memorable or unique jewelry piece, you know, or, or make it like your signature piece for spe- special occasions where people know that that's like your piece. Um, you know, I've talked about the process of enclosed cognition, which means that you'll gain confidence from the clothes that you wear. And that that's scientific proof right there because people have done studies in the brain and it, you really do shift inside in the way that you perform. And that will send a message out into the world that you're strong, that you're powerful, and that you're confident. And you will not be invisible. Trust me. When you practice this stuff, magic happens. I've seen it over and over again. Okay. So that's number four. And number five goes with the clothes, of course. And that is you're remaining invisible by having suppressed body language. In our daily interactions, we use body language to communicate or supplement our speech. So again, remember, 93% of communication is nonverbal. Body language is how humans communicate with others using all parts of our bodies. Remember, this is how we communicated when we were cavemen, before we had speech. This goes way, way back, okay? It complements the spoken words to add more meaning to your message. But it also can go against you. You can literally be sending mixed messages. So you can, for instance, have something fabulous that you're wearing but your body language shows discomfort and anxiety. So it becomes a mixed message and confusion. So then people might either not notice you or get confused by you. So you literally can hide with your body signals. So you might be looking down. You might be crossing your arms. You even might be using a soft voice, which I consider part of body language. Tonality is part of body language. So that it's hard to hear you. I just worked with a woman who had that. She looked the part. Oh my God, she's gorgeous. 
But again, inside, she felt really insecure. She always labeled herself as an introvert. And when she talked, she talked really quiet. Like it drove me nuts. And I could see, <laughs> and I could see the guys, like they were straining to listen to her when we were doing our wing girl session. So really like for her, I actually recommended voice lessons so that she could gain confidence that way. But these are all ways that you're making yourself invisible. So what do you do about it? Display a strong body language. Hold your head up high. Keep your spine straight. Walk with a purpose as you walk. Also try to establish eye contact with others and smile as you do that. People tend to notice someone who emits an aura of self-awareness. Like you, you got to be aware of yourself too. It can't just be like, you know, you, you can't just be walking around in your head or so worried about what other people are, you know, thinking of you or looking at you for. They sense that this is a person that has self-worth when you show that in your body language. Here's another hack. Take up space. You know, like if you, and this is just like proven, you know, if you spread things out, like, you know, with your, with your arms, with your legs, with, you know, even just things that you have around your desk, you're, you're making a bigger presence for yourself. You know, don't, don't like coil up, you know, don't remain in a space that's really small because that's how you make yourself invisible. Like you're, you're literally like it, it's almost like figuratively crawling into a ball and then, yeah, you become invisible. And for God's sake, put your phone away and look up. Notice who is noticing you and accept it rather than avoiding it. Okay, so I hope that was helpful. I bet you didn't think about how you're making yourself invisible because it really is coming from you. And again, this is where the empowerment comes in. All right, I want to read you a letter that... Uh, definitely hits the subject. She said, this is from Invisible Sally, and she says, I feel invisible and guys don't notice me when I'm out and about. This wasn't always the case, as when I was younger, this wasn't true. It wasn't an issue. I think it's due to me being older and I'm also somewhat of an introvert. It isn't easy for me to put myself out there, and it seems like when I'm out with my girlfriends, men notice them and not me. Not sure it's the reality of getting older or me. Oh, well, it must be hard always feeling, Sally, like you are in the background and not being noticed. Or then again, is it really that hard? I mean, maybe you actually like it that way. I don't know if you've ever thought of it, but maybe you like it because it is easier. And what I mean by that is perhaps you're making yourself invisible in fear of being rejected. Now, I'm not sure what your history is, you know, like with being shy growing up or with men, but what I will tell you is that your invisibility has nothing to do with you being too old or not pretty enough or that your friends are better than you and yada, yada, yada. I just sounded like Seinfeld episode. Sorry, that just slipped. <laughs> no, it's none of those things. It, it is most likely the dialogue that is going on in your head when you look in the mirror. Therefore, you're making it to be true and you're keeping yourself invisible. And I know this to be true because, again, I've worked with many people of all ages, ethnicities, body types, socioeconomic backgrounds, the works, where I've helped them come into the light and shine. But it did take work. 
And it took overcoming their own obstacles for that to happen. And it can happen to you too. So to start, and this is why I love working from the outside in, in particular, this issue of feeling invisible, actually start out by doing a closet audit and look at your clothes and see like what you usually put on. Are you comfortable wearing sexier feminine outfits where you're more likely to be seen? And if not, do it. Practice wearing the dating costume and note the response, both from others and yourself. Number two, when you wear the new clothes, then notice your body language. Practice wearing the heels. Slow down the walk so you have time to look around and notice people and how they're reacting to you. Stand up straight. Smile. Immerse yourself in conversation. Be an active listener and an engaged speaker. Avoid asking yes or no questions and instead stick with how and what questions. So for example, if a friend is, you know, talking about her recent trip abroad, instead of asking, did you enjoy it? Because that's going to elicit a yes or no answer. Say, what did you like about your trip? Be active. Don't be passive in your conversations. So after you immerse yourself with all these experiences, with the clothes, the body language, and the conversation, then it's time to go inward and do some deeper work around your self-esteem. But I feel that that little confidence boost will actually help you get there faster. And it can happen to all of you too. Remember, My whole philosophy and methodology is about working from the outside in because when you have experience and charisma, you will be seen and you will feel more confident by taking the cloak off. I promise because if you are feeling invisible, you are contributing to making yourself that way, but you can overcome it. All right. I hope you enjoyed that and inspired you and kicked you in the butt. Thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient, and I'm your host, of course, Kim Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, as always, go to my site, seltzerstyle.com. And if you were listening to this and you realize that you feel invisible a lot of the time, or maybe in some way, and it's holding you back from finding love, Sign up for a free breakthrough call with me. 